This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Your Time to Shine, all things self-love, the show that brings you real conversations around self-love. My name is Celine from My Dawning Light, and I am here to show you how you can love yourself right now, no matter what's going on in your life. And spoiler alert, it's so much easier than you think. Okay, you ready? Let's get right to it. Welcome to the Ebb and Glow podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Tremblay, and I'm a firm believer that even when life doesn't go as planned, it is taking you exactly where you're meant to be. On this podcast, I'm here to help you finally release control of what you think you want and begin to just trust in the ebbs and flows of life. Each week, I will show you how to build that positive mindset, radiate with self-confidence, and cultivate an unshakable resilience. Let me prove to you that even when life ebbs, you will glow. Like for me, like self-love is all about learning that I can be more independent, that I can rely less on others to make me feel good about myself. So self-love in a way is not so much about taking time for myself, although that's a big part of self-love, but it's also about learning that I am strong within myself. I don't need constant reassurance from my partner. You know, I can just tell myself that I'm good anyway and I can feel good about myself. And if I don't feel good, I know that I have the power to change this within myself. Straight away. I don't have to wait. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Ebb and Glow podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Tremblett, and as always, I'm so excited that you are here. If you haven't already and you're listening in Spotify, please make sure to hit that five-star review button. And if you're in Apple Podcasts, you can also do the same thing, and you can leave a few notes saying what you think about the podcast. If you're loving the podcast in general, the best way to support is share it with a friend. If today's episode is something that hit home with you, share it with a friend or family member who will get value from it as well. So today's episode is with my guest, Celine, who comes to us from literally the other side of the world. And I think I'm, I'm starting to interview a lot of people from both Australia and New Zealand. And it's funny scheduling the recordings because the time changes are so different. But I think the universe is kind of telling me that I need to go there soon. I've had a few friends live there before, and I've heard nothing but amazing things. But I think I need to go during a Canadian winter because Lord knows February in Toronto is truly starting to get to me. <laughs> Today's episode is an interesting one. A lot of times we talk about really heavy topics on this podcast and kind of like the the really deep traumas that people tend to go through. But I always like to tell people that Sometimes some of the things that can affect you most in life, to someone else, it might not seem that big. And that doesn't mean that that trauma is not a big T trauma to you. It just may not be to someone else. So never let someone make you feel that your traumas or setbacks or difficulties are any less than than you think they are because your feelings are valid. And the reason why I bring this up is today's episode, when I asked Celine kind of a time that she had ebbed in her life or had a downtime, the biggest thing that she brought up was when she dealt with acne. And to a lot of people, that may seem so trivial being like, acne, that's kind of the biggest hang up you've dealt with in your life. But to some, and I know I've experienced it as well, 
Acne can really affect your self-confidence, your self-esteem, your self-worth. And anyone listening to this who has had any issues like that before know that having self-worth or self-esteem or self-confidence issues can lead into so, 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 so many bigger difficulties and setbacks and struggles in life. So I'm so happy that Celine brought this up. And I feel in this episode, we had such a great conversation of how that affected her throughout her daily life. Before we jump into it, I want to give you a little background into who Celine is. So as mentioned, Celine comes to us from New Zealand. And since 2017, Celine has inspired thousands of women to improve their relationship with themselves using simple and effective tools. Celine's audience absolutely loves her playfulness, authenticity, and honesty because she never hesitates to share her most awkward stories as well as her best tips. Celine was an absolute pleasure to have as a guest and I loved our conversation and through this episode I think you're really going to learn what it really means to have true self-love so without further ado let's get to it Celine welcome to the show hello thank you for having me (laughs) I love everything to do with self-love because I mean our world doesn't have enough of it that's for sure we we give and give and give and then we forget to uh spend time alone and learn how to love ourselves as well. I know. That's what surprises me the most, actually. Sometimes I'll do a session with a client that seems like it's completely unrelated to self-love. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. I can, I can work on it anyway. It doesn't matter. And then we all, we all end up at this lack of self-worth or trauma or like, I'm not enough or I can't do this or I'm not strong enough for this. And I'm like, self-love. <laughs> That's the foundation of everything. <laughs> Apparently, and I'm learning that as I was doing my research for this podcast, I was like, hmm, okay, okay. I mean, of course, I think a lot of it does come back to self-worth and thinking I I don't deserve something or I don't, like, I'm never going to attract something. And it's like, oh my goodness, you change your mindset around that a little bit. I think people would be scared of how much power they really do have. Absolutely. I think that we, we often, you know, look for solutions outside of ourselves as well. Like if you say, if you have a look at your relationship with your partner, you know, when you're married, for example, you'll say, oh, you know, I'll feel better once my husband picks up the towel from the floor, you know, but actually what if, well, that's part of the, <laughs> the solution, right? But what if you also looked at the reason why that's hurting something inside of you? Oh, I feel like he doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. And that brings up a whole story, right? That has nothing to do with your partner whatsoever. It's all to do with you and your stuff and the stuff that you have got to heal. Self-love is the answer to everything, I feel. <laughs> you know, a big topic of blame on everyone else and never looking internally. And, and go, that goes hand in hand with seeking validation, to remind ourselves that we have self, uh, that that we're loved and worthy. And I have, I don't want to use the word issue, but I have a big need of needing reassurance and validation and words of affirmation. But really, it's reassurance and aff- and and affirmation and compliments. And it's only lately where I'm really noticing, like, holy crap, I really need that. But worst case scenario, if I don't get it, what does that mean? And how do I find that myself and create it myself? Because if I'm relying on someone else to fulfill all of those validations, that's a lot of power that I'm giving away. And then every yeah, it's something that you constantly need from somebody else as well, right? Like if you don't get it, like, you know, what's, what, is, what is that going to bring up inside of you? And yeah, I feel like I, like for me, like self-love is all about learning that I can be more independent, that I can rely less on others to make me feel good about myself. 
So self-love in a way is not so much about taking time for myself, although that's a big part of self-love, but it's also about learning that I am strong within myself. I don't need constant reassurance from my partner. You know, I can just tell myself that I'm good anyway, and I can feel good about myself. And if I don't feel good, I know that I have the power to change this within myself straight away. I don't have to wait. <laughs> I mean, this sounds great. I, I still got to practice. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds a bit like a miracle or something like a bit like, oh yeah, I see what she means, but it's not really true for me. Or maybe, you know, she hasn't suffered like I have suffered or, you know, she hasn't been traumatized like I've been traumatized. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Perhaps, you know, perhaps you have, you have suffered or you have been traumatized or abused way more than I have. And that's, that's fine. But you can still, you still have the choice of feeling good inside of yourself right now. You know, no excuse. <laughs> There's no time well, to lose. I mean, that leads me to my absolute first question. If you're <laughs> already always questioning like, oh, well, you haven't been through it the same amount as me. I know you have. Um, and I'm sure you don't get into it with your clients your story as much because they're paying to for you to coach them. But my question to you is when you look back in kind of all of the changes and mishaps and triumphs in your life, what's one time in your life where you really have went through what I like to call an ebb of life? Mm. Yeah. Where to choose? I mean, what to choose from me? Like it's, it's like, a, like, a list. So it's like oh, where do I start? <laughs> I think the story that I want to tell you the most, I think, is that when I was in my early 20s, I had a lot of acne. And, you know, like it doesn't sound like, oh, you know, I have been raped or whatever, but it sounds like it sounds like it's like, oh, yeah, like it's not really that big of a story. But like imagine what it feels like to have acne all over your face, you know, pimples showing up every single morning, every single day and having scars and, you know, things that are healing, that are popping out and that are really gross. And that's all over your face every day, every single day, you know, and no matter how much makeup you put on, it's like, it's still very visible. You can still see the, the hills and, <laughs> and the scars and everything. Yeah, it's, right there. it's right there for everybody to have a look at. And I couldn't have a mask at the time, right? <laughs> My face was you know, Anyone with skin issues these days are like, yeah, let's keep masked up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No need to put makeup on anymore. But yeah, that was, that was my biggest challenge. I think like, um, you know, it wasn't something that I, that I would, that I could, I didn't have an immediate fix for it is what I wanted to say. And so I tried to understand what was wrong with my body or what was not working properly. And, um, you know, I did the online courses thing and I spent hours on YouTube and I tried to understand and I bought a lot of supplements and I was on a student budget at the time and I didn't really understand what was going on. And often I felt like I was not making any progress. And, you know, I think the hardest part about it was not so much that my body was sick, but that people were looking at me on the streets, you know, and, you know, strangers would come up to me and say, oh, you need, you need to stop eating spicy food or uh, you need to put aloe vera on, on your skin or you need to do this, you need to do that. And, and I felt like, wow, like this is, you know, people can't see me anymore. They can see this pepperoni pizza face, but they can't see me anymore. And, and I felt so, you know, deeply ashamed, like, and then in the end, after like two or three years of intense exploration and research, I realized that the problem was me eating processed sugar, you know, like still to this day, like yesterday I had ice cream and I have a pimple on my forehead today, you know, and at the time I was eating, you know, processed sugar, chocolate cakes and so on all the time. And so <laughs> everything was exploding. And so that's what got me started into this whole journey of self-love. And I realized that, 
you know, when you feel good about yourself and when you feel that everything's working fine in your life and, you know, you feel, you feel good, you know, you feel that, oh yeah, you know, I love myself. I love my life. I feel beautiful. But what happens if your life is not going the way you want? What happens if you have a divorce? What happens if you have a physical um, disease? You know, what happens when you don't feel good about yourself? Can you still love yourself? You know, what happens if you struggle with anxiety and depression? Can you still love yourself? So often we feel like, and I felt like that, you know, once I heal my skin, then I will love myself. That's actually a decision that I made very consciously. Once I stop having this, then I will be happy. And well, I think there's probably a reason why that took so long for me to fix, because I had to find that ability to accept myself, even with the pepperoni pizza face. <laughs> so that was not an easy lesson. <laughs> right now, my first question to you is, how annoying is it when everyone and their mother seems to have a solution for you. And it's, like, it's so difficult. Yeah. And, and, you know, because you're so desperate, you know, you want to look into their solution and you want to follow that path. And then you realize, well, actually I did something that I knew wasn't right for me most of the time anyway. And I needed to go back inside of myself, you know? So part of the journey was also to realize that this is, this is about me. <laughs> this is about me for once. This is about me healing my body and trying to understand my body and yeah, fuck everyone else. <laughs> I mean, I dealt with acne um, growing up. I, I still to this day a little bit, I get, I get it really bad on my chest. I would rather it on my face. I still get it on my face too, but my chest is so annoying because it's like, you don't, you can't wear any cute tops, like especially in the summer. Like, come on, I don't struggle with it as much as I used to, but I did a ton when I was in my teens and then in my early 20s, when I got off birth control, basically, I restarted that whole process again. And I was like, holy shit, like I could like what I'm wearing now, like a V-neck sweater, I wouldn't have been able to wear without putting a ton of concealer all over my chest. And it's like, like you said, you're still you're caking on makeup on top of it, but you can still tell it's there. There's only so much you can cover up. And then it's like, well, say if you go out to a party, you're going dancing and it's like you start sweating and it's like, oh, I can't keep adding mm. to my face. And it's like you feel you feel that you can't even live properly anymore or enjoy yourself. And then to add on the whole layer of you feel like everyone's always looking at you. <laughs> when, all the self-consciousness that comes with that. It's horrible. And you, you talk about self-love, like it's hard enough to create self-love when I have a clear body and a clear face, let alone tons of skin issues. Absolutely. Well, that's what I say, you know, like when people come to me with their issues, I'm like, yeah, cool, let's work on them. And we can definitely do some really good work on that. But also, can you accept yourself right now? And so self-love is not so much about dealing with your issues or taking time for yourself or spending time alone. Like those are things that are really all very useful and we need to do them in the end. But can you accept yourself anyway right now? And I think the only way to do that is to spend time with yourself and to spend time in your thoughts, you know, with your thoughts, with your feelings and I remember, you know, when I was at the beginning of that journey, I, was, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that I was learning to love myself. It was all very, all very fuzzy in my mind. And I remember that sometimes I would get really angry or hurt, but I couldn't pinpoint the reason why I was feeling that way. And so that's because I just, I wasn't, I wasn't spending time with myself. I didn't want to be me. I wanted to be anybody else but me, you know, I wanted to be somebody who was beautiful and had long hair and was confident in her skin, had really great friends. And I didn't want to be me. I didn't want to be this awkward, embarrassing, shy Celine. It just, I didn't want to be me. I didn't know where I had signed up for this stupid body. And so 
I had to learn to reconnect with all of those awkward feelings that I had, you know? And so often we don't we, sh- we shut them down because we feel like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. You know, oh, I'm manifesting more, uh, you know, self-doubt or shame or, you know, self-hatred or whatever. I, I need to feel peace. I need to feel enlightenment. I need to feel balance. <laughs> and by spending time, you know, acknowledging these feelings that we have, then we understand, okay, why do I have that, this feeling? And then we can change it. And that, I think, is the key to self-love. And nobody wants to do this work. Nobody wants to spend time with their feelings of shame and hatred. But, you know, what else can we do? Are you going to always be looking for, you know, always be looking to try f- to feel peace and balance? Or are you going to actually realize that all of your feelings have a reason, right? So if that's the case, then it's okay to feel that shame. It's not going to destroy you. It's not going to consume you. It's going to allow you to move through something that you need to work through. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? It makes sense in my brain. Of course. Of course. <laughs> That's a woman thing, you know, of us saying that where everything we say makes sense. And it's like, yes, it made sense if you said it. People will say it didn't make sense if it didn't make sense. But it's Looking such for validation. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I, I do it a lot. And I read it the other day where it's like, we need to stop doing that. And I was like, we do. We really do. It was almost like a like a confidence thing sometimes. But now when I notice, like, especially women saying that, I'm like, yes, it makes sense. Don't worry. <laughs> something else to have a look at (laughs) okay so i want to ask you how long did the acne happen um well the thing is i don't is is that i don't really remember when exactly it happened i just remember that people started to make comments about my skin and i'm like looking at myself in the mirror i'm like oh actually yeah that's not so good um it probably went on for five or six years you know Wow. when I was conscious of it. So it, it went on like, for a very long like time. Like beginning still, to your mid-20s. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I probably, you know, had acne when I was a teenager, you know, going through puberty and everything, but it didn't really seem like a problem at the time. Like, you know, one or two pimples on the cheek, like it's not a big deal, right? It's just going to go away by itself. But yeah, it went on for five or six years. When I, was, when I realized that it was a problem and I was actively doing something, obsessing over it. <laughs> It's interesting that you didn't realize it was a problem until people started telling you. So what does that no. say about you and everyone else? Why oh, do they care? It says that I, I don't realize that I have problems sometimes and I hide things about myself. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's something that I do. And I still do it to this day. You know, um, I don't realize when there's a problem, I have to wait to have an argument with somebody or have to wait for somebody to tell me that there's a problem for me to fix it. And that doesn't happen with everything, but with the big things, you know, and that's so true when we think about, you know, the big issues that we have in our lives and, and it tells us about the subconscious mind, you know, like our mind, you know, working to try and protect us, you know, like, okay, you know, Celine, you have this really good system of lying to yourself so that you don't feel bad about yourself and you're going to continue lying to yourself because that's a system that works. <laughs> and it takes, you know, a stranger on the street telling you, oh, your skin doesn't look so good today or you should buy this brand of makeup <laughs> to realize, oh man, like this is something that I need to work on. <laughs> so when you started navigating how to, I guess, fix it, well, I guess my question is, it's, did you even care to fix it or it wasn't like it wasn't until people were telling you you should fix it did you even care I don't really remember that time very clearly yeah. to be honest I think I shut off I just yeah decided to forget most about it most of it but I think as soon as I realized that there was a problem then it became the only thing that I could think of 
you know, I spent hours, you know, looking at myself in the mirror and popping the things and trying to fix the things and Mm -hmm. buying things and buying supplements and spending hours at the pharmacy, you know, looking for all of those miracle products and looking at YouTube videos of women who had fixed their acne in three weeks, you know, two days or whatever, three months. And, and I think that's when I started to obsess over it, if that makes sense. And perhaps it did get worse once I started to acknowledge the problem. I can't really say for sure. But yeah, that's when I started to really hate myself, I think. I mean, I feel you. There's there's things that I've never noticed about my appearance. And then someone, maybe even just like someone younger, like pointed out to be mean. And that stuff sticks with you for the rest of your life. Thankfully, mm-hmm. with acne, you can cure it. But I don't know anything about your physical body that you can't really fix without plastic surgery. It's you always have it in the back of your mind and it definitely affects self-esteem. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel really sorry for, you You know, the young, young women who have, you know, TikTok and Snapchat and all of those things. Like I have a young, um, a 12 year old niece and, you know, she looks like she's 17 and 18, but she doesn't have that, you know, mental um, that maturity scary. about her yeah and it's scary because she spends so much time on her phone and so much time you know seeking validation and taking selfies and you know looking for the best angle and looking at her appearance and I feel like man like it was so, it was so difficult you know when I was in my teens but you know how much worse is it now with social media and you know us you know scrolling all day long through the feed and looking at photos of perfect people <laughs> and Compar- wanting to be popular in all the time Ugh. We're literally always comparing. Mm. So as you started looking for cures, tell me all the things that you went through. I'm sure you went through many topical creams and supplements. Like, tell me all the money that you wasted. I know. Well, you know, I mean, my skin improved when I was 17 because I went on, um, uh, what's it called in English? The the pill, you know, the birth control pill. And it went away. And then I decided to, uh, that I wanted to have, holistic health and I knew that the pill was doing something to my body that I didn't like and then as you said I went off the pill quit cold turkey <laughs> it's a band-aid so effect kind of the issue. yeah so there was definitely that part of you know healing my hormones as well but then you know as I mentioned earlier I was eating a lot of chocolate like a lot of processed sugar and the reason why I was doing that is that I was feeling so I was feeling so much hatred towards myself Mm-hmm. And the chocolate You're was helping for a me dopamine to fix. feelings. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was helping me to feel good. And so I feel bad. I eat chocolate. I feel bad. I eat chocolate. I feel bad. I eat chocolate. And so it had an well. You my, feel bad. Yeah. You eat chocolate. Then you feel bad about how you look. Then you eat chocolate. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a cycle. It didn't work, did it? But I didn't no. realize it at the time, and it took me. You know, the funny thing is that I looked at everything else at all other areas of my health. And then I had, you know, practically given up and thinking, okay, I, I have a really healthy skincare regime. I, you know, eat, I mean, I eat healthily. I sleep eight, 10 hours a night. I am healthy, but still my skin is looking like crap. So what is it that I need to change? What is it that I still need to change after two years of, you know, three years or whatever of intense struggling? And I realized that the last thing that I hadn't had a look at, <laughs> even though it was the most important thing, is my addiction to processed sugar, right? And when I gave up, which was incredibly difficult, by the way, like if you stop eating sugar, like it's really difficult. It's in everything that we eat. It's a drug. That we, that we buy. Exactly. It's a drug. And I had to give up on it. And everybody thought that I was stupid and that what I was doing didn't make any sense. And I couldn't share it anyway. I didn't want to share it because I felt so embarrassed. And um, it took me years, years to absolutely completely heal my gut, heal my liver. And, but the, the sugar was the answer, right? The sugar was the answer. 
You've been listening to part one of Self-Love, Struggling with Confidence After Acne with Celine Harlow. Tune in again next week at the same time to hear the conclusion of this episode. All right, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me this week on Your Time to Shine, all things self-love. Make sure to visit my gorgeous website, mydawninglight.com, M-Y-D-A-W-N-I-N-G-L-I-G-H-T.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify and all the main podcast platform thingies so you never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you love what you heard in this show, do share it with a friend or with your cat, your dog. Give the show a rating on iTunes, whatever. Post about it in your Insta stories. And if you're ready to love yourself but have no idea where to start, please feel free to DM me on Instagram and I'd love to have a chat with you. And be sure to tune in again in a couple of weeks for our next episode. In the meantime, I'm sending you so, so, so much love and I'll speak to you very, very soon. Bye! This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.